Hey everybody, welcome to Partial Credit. Uh, this is American history. We talk about our founding fathers, one founding father very specifically, Thomas Jefferson. We are joined by friend of the show, Jason Stanley. Always, I've always had great conversations with Jason and wonderful to have him on the show. Um, guy definitely has a voice for podcasting. I just want to put that out there, dulcet tones. He's got dulcet tones. Uh, this one is problematic. We So uh, I, I believe I say it somewhere halfway through the episode, but I omit some problematic language. Uh, there is some racially driven language um, that I omit from even quotes from historians uh, that we used as sources for this episode. Uh, so if for whatever reason you're you're fact checking me. Yeah, I left out uh, problematic language because it doesn't have a place on our show and uh, doesn't uh, have a place in our lives as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the big announcement, if you listen to Minnesota Monday this past Monday, we have merch now. Uh, and for episodes, there will be exclusive uh, pieces and items. And for this one, you're going to want to go over to Redbubble. Uh, it'll be linked below. Um, there is a pin. There's a design. It's, it's available on a pin or button, whatever you want to call it. Uh, stickers and a refrigerator magnet or just magnet. I guess it doesn't have to go on your refrigerator. You can stick it to whatever metal surface you want. Um, but yeah, linked below, check out that design. Uh, it's it's designed by Lily and uh, she put it together for the show and I love it. Um, as always, it is a 0% profit um, on uh, buttons, stickers and magnets uh, when you visit the Redbubble merch shop. And uh, we keep a low, we keep a very low uh, margin on all of our products. We keep it affordable. Uh, we really just want to have it out there and uh, people talking about the things we talk about. Uh, so jump on over to Redbubble, get yourself a very inexpensive button. And, you know, if you want to get a, uh, a very uh, cool tote bag of another design while you're there, please do. It's great. It supports the show. It supports Lily. It supports me. Shows us that you like what we're doing. Um, but that's that. That being said, this is a uh, this is a good one. Um, great friend of the show, Thomas, uh, and uh, well, not Thomas Jefferson. Fuck Thomas Jefferson. Barry in the lead there, I guess. But um, uh, Jason Stanley uh, talking about Thomas Jefferson with us, and uh, on with the show. Welcome to Partial Credit, the uh, uh, the education Ooh. podcast with a twist. Good morning, uh, what's Lucas. The twist? What's the <laughs> twist? I don't know. Wait, I do know Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Uh, <laughs> today is American history. Uh, Lily is with us as always. Hi, Lily. Hello. We have a special guest with us, Jason the Stanley. Hello, Jason. Hey, guys. Welcome Hello, to Jason. Partial Credit, where I am your host and head teacher for absolutely no reason other than I demanded it. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> Today is American history. We're going to be talking about one of our founding fathers, Mr. Thomas Jefferson. And uh, I really just kind of want to get right into it. Does anybody got anything they want to tell me? How, what do you know about Thomas Jefferson just as a vague uh background knowledge 
Well, I'm actually particularly interested in this one uh, since, first of all, I share a birthday with Thomas Jefferson, which is fun. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, as soon as you told me it was about Thomas Jefferson, I was immediately interested. Um, yeah, April 13th. I and, share a birthday uh, with Bruce Lee. Ah, ah, that's very cool. <laughs> I don't um, know who I share a birthday with. <laughs> that's okay. We're leaving Lily out. Nerd. Um, yeah, no, he, so, sorry. yeah, no, I, don't, I mean, I know a little bit. Uh, he won a very, very close election. Uh, you know, uh, Aaron Burr was his first uh, was his first vice president, of course, and uh, uh, there was actually a contested election. It was only the fourth one the nation ever held. Um, you know, Jefferson was seen as uh, as a unifier at the time, uh, especially you know, following such a close election. Uh, I mean, I, I have little bits and pieces. I'm really interested, though, in uh, what you've dug up. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I did dig him up. You, you know, obviously, we always we always celebrate, you know, Thomas Jefferson as, as an American hero. I mean, he wrote the Declaration of Independence, and he did all these wonderful things for, the, for our nation. But um, there, there's some dark history there that doesn't often get explored, and that's what I'm particularly Yeah, that's in. what we're doing. I, yes. I honestly, so I, I, had, I was doing some research for this because uh, Lucas had requested some things from me. And the first article that came up was Thomas Jefferson, Dark History. And I was is like, Is that the Smithsonian one? <laughs> yes. There it is. It's a great article. Great article. That is actually that was... a source for a lot of this episode is drawn from that Smithsonian article. I'm glad that I didn't read the whole thing because I was like, I think Lucas need... might use this. So I'm just going <laughs> to like click out of that. If it's in the top five of Google searches, it's in the top five of my sources. <laughs> There you go, people. That's how we source. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I just I want to say as head teacher, and since I know you are both socialist commie bastards, uh, that it's time for some re-education to learn to love America again, because you hate America. So we're going to start today with the Pledge of Allegiance. No. Now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish people could see Lily's angry no, face. No. <laughs> We're not going to start with the Pledge of Allegiance. No, I, I, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Take that shit back to Nazi Germany. We're good. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, yeah. Hand over bye. heart. God bless. Um, Afraid I'm going to have to second Lily on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it was worth a shot. Commie bastards. Fun fact, actually. After probably about first grade, I stopped saying it. Me too. I would pretend and I would just say yeah, weird, I would just random be like, things. Like Robin Williams is my favorite da -da, da -da, da -da, comedian da -da, da -da. and I like Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it. So like even as what an eight-year-old child, I was like, this is weird. Why yeah, they are never we said, doing this? You know, Megan grew up in California in Berkeley, which is like very, you know, progressive and hippie-ish. And she never said it in school. So. Um, Good for her. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that flag worship is not patriotism. No. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> Thank nope. you, Jason. Nope. There's two Sorry. things that I keep seeing on the back of pickup trucks. It's the American flag and truck nuts. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That they're both in the same place is, uh, is very telling. telling. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, with oh, truck God. nuts out of the way, let's get into it. <laughs> now, it's 1825. Thomas Jefferson wakes at dawn, as he does every day and strides to the balcony of his home, Monticello, in Virginia. And as the sun rises, he reflects on his accomplishments. The drafting of the Declaration of Independence, the Louisiana Purchase, the abolition of slavery, and successfully spending his life being a two-faced little shit. Yep. 
<laughs> I was waiting for the drop. I was like, okay, uh-huh. when are we yep. going <laughs> to? So Thomas Jefferson was born uh, April 13th, as we just covered, uh, 1743. Uh, he lived a fairly normal life. Um, he was exceptionally smart. He attended the College of William and Mary and was practicing law by the time he was 24 years old. In 1776, he famously drafted the Declaration of Independence at the age of 33. His stance on slavery firmly placed in the first draft with the strong words denouncing slavery as execrable commerce, this assembly of horrors, a cruel war against human nature itself, which was later watered down to all men are created equal. And then he went home to his slaves, right? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he'd inherited his slaves at this point, maybe. Oh, yeah, he um, inherited them. He did, yeah, from his father-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost in- immediately inspired by Jefferson's words, um, Vermont and Massachusetts freed their slaves. Yes. So, um, yes. That was actually, like, a good part of, <laughs> of yeah, those they were words. Very, that, that actually like was like, Ver- okay. Vermont were... immediately moved to give the, the said freed slaves the right to vote as well within oh, a couple wow. of years. I did not know that. That is, yeah. go uh, so, Yep. So in our Vermont history that we seem to constantly end up on the state that nobody knows exists. I know. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> we're, we're all over here, lesbian hippies. You know? <laughs> like, woo, hello. I'm a, I'm, am I a lesbian hippie? Yes, you're a les- you like women, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it could be that oversimplified. No. Um, uh, Twitter hashtag get Lily. Um, I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... That, but I feel like whenever you talk about Vermont, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you got your lesbian hippies. And you're like, no, there's so much more depth to Vermont than just lesbians yeah. and hippies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people theorize, and Jason, maybe you can speak to this if you've heard this before, but the, that um, the reason that there is such a small population of African-Americans in Vermont is because there was no slavery and there there was no place for them in the ugh, ugh, economy. in the economy of the time um uh, that there there's just less were brought here and less stayed here um, um, that may be partly true i actually can't speak to that personally but uh you know looking at today uh, there are larger concentrations of people of color in urban centers and vermont really is kind of lacking in that. I mean, Burlington is as close as you get, really. Maybe Montpelier just outside of Burlington uh, as far as population goes. But there's, uh, I don't know how much of it, I'd be interested actually to look into that to see how much of a role that actually plays as well. Um, And and maybe partly, uh, maybe there's a correlation there, uh, you know, between uh, the the lack of diversity and and just uh, the lack of importation. Yeah, and and the way Vermont has, has kind of stayed mostly forest and farmland i mean uh, they're still a very very green you know state yeah and something i want to I, I i should have set up at the beginning um discussing slavery uh there is significant pro- pro- problematic language that comes up even in historians and quotes and stuff i've chosen to omit all of those um i have i, I just won't say it i don't right. I don't want to acknowledge it. Um, so if you're fact checking me for some reason, sorry, I'm taking a picture. There's a ladybug on my screen. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I tell you that's good luck. 
Yep. So, well, we just recorded lucky number 13. So, yeah. Um, so, favorite number. Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, I just want to say I've omitted any problematic language. I'm not, as a white male in America, going to try to use that language in any sort of capacity. I appreciate you, Lucas. So, no, thank you. So, do you, do you think that going back to the, the Vermont Bring uh, slaves, do you think that they moved to those more urban areas because they wanted to get away from the farm work, you know, because that's, that's what they, they knew. And they, I really, I, I can't, I don't know enough about that. That's if someone, of, if someone knows anything about this, I would love to. I mean, this boils down to like anthropology. With, yeah. Oh gosh. This oh, like, this is, this is definitely. So, so and like, I hear there's a sale anthropology. anthropology this week. So, um, so. I, I keep getting messages about archeological, digs and i'm like Ooh, itching um but uh anyone knows anything about this and listens to this podcast love to hear about it partial dot credit at dot, dot pod, pod at gmail.com yeah that's the one okay so uh, continue. Stay, staying with this now so so all these states massachusetts vermont a couple other states sort of adopted this language as all men are freed into their own state constitutions and but um down south uh, six southern states changed the wording uh, to all free men are created equal. Yeah. Um, so there's that dichotomy, that 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 shift that I'm gonna I'm gonna choose what I believe. So um, historian David Brian Davis writes he was one of the first statesmen in any part of the world to educate concrete measures for restricting and eradicating slavery. But in the 1790s, the most remarkable thing about Jefferson's stance on slavery became his immense silence. Uh, between 1780 and 1790, Jefferson's view on slavery dramatically changed. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like this could have easily been an economics episode, but I've chosen to put it as an American history episode because I really wanted to make that Pledge of Allegiance joke. Um, the, the turning point in Jefferson's philosophy may have occurred somewhere around 1783. Uh, there's a letter that he wrote to George Washington as he was counting the profits for his estate, Monticello. And we'll talk more about their property later on. But he said he found a pattern on the property uh, that he had never measured in, in before. And now he, was, he realized he was making 4% profit every year on the birth of black children. Wow. So he, 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 looking at the books, balancing Holy the books, shit. found a correlation between um, the number of slaves he had and how much money he made. And he was making a lot of money. Uh, Jefferson wrote in this uh, uh, letter, I allow nothing for the losses of death, but on the contrary, shall presently take credit 4% per annum for their increase and above keeping up their own numbers. His plantation was producing human assets and he was able to predict the profits. Uh, and this became, this is where he became silent on slavery. Yep, because he was making money. And mm -hmm. that's what it fucking came down to. Is sorry, Gary. A, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm not. This, this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a lot of bad words. Oh, no, don't be sorry about that. Oh, it's just. Oh, 
it comes down to money it, it, and that's exactly and and Lily, you so often comes. your episodes come to fuck the patriarchy, and yes. mine tend to swing much closer to fuck capitalism. Yes, pretty and- much. Like we're all like we're like fuck the patriarchy, fuck capitalism, and we're like it's fuck true, patriarchal though. capitalism. Pretty uh, fucking much. That is what it boils down to: is fuck patriarchal capitalism, because that is gross that is absolutely disgusting i can't even i was over just listening to you i'm just sitting over here just stewing that it boils down to pennies for human life four percent was uh and this is a letter to another founding father george washington so who was also a fucking dick yeah well i'm sorry founding fathers are fucking assholes (laughs) (laughs) tell me how you really feel lily uh we've gotten into this before (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i am i am not a fan i'm not a fan so i'm gonna kind of put a shiny thing in front of lily and distract her a little bit we're gonna talk (laughs) about the actual property of monticello oh Um, i know a little bit about (laughs) jefferson inherited the inherited the land at age 26 Uh, it was roughly five thousand acres uh, and he designed everything on this property himself um, and designed and built the palatial mansion in 1772. Uh, the quarters, which were where his uh, slaves worked, was called Mulberry Row. Um, uh, the fascinating thing about the main house and Mulberry Row is that if you were a guest at Jefferson's, you never saw a slave or their dwellings. Because there was uh, tunnels. Yeah, there was tunnels. There was panels in the wall. Like if he was having a dinner party, he would open a panel in the wall and put in an empty bottle of wine, close the door, open it back up, and get a full bottle of wine uh, to hide his slaves. Because because he took such a strong stance at the beginning of his, he was like I anti-slavery, and then he was like, oh oh shit, this is making me profit. So yeah, how do I how animal. do I work around this? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was like uh, dumb waiters and revolving doors. You would put dirty dishes yeah, in. He cl- basically had a whole with... colony that was un- in the mountain under his house. Yeah. And I don't have the exact number uh, at its peak, but I want to say it was around 140. 140. Yeah. 140 at peak. At uh, peak number. He had 140 people under that house. And that's man, woman, and child. Everybody worked, uh, especially the children. Yep. So... <laughs> Starts to paint a picture of what a slimy dude he really was because, I mean, here he is benefiting from slavery and, and outwardly he opposes it. So, yep, in, in every every possible way except private letters. Not, not terribly unlike a lot of our politicians today, unfortunately. No, it's amazing how not everything stays the same. <laughs> yeah, it it it's, doesn't surprise me. This is, this is just the society we live in is that, you know, we politicians put on a front they put on their makeup and they're like oh look at me look at me and then in the back over there they're like mm, no that's not me <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. i gotta i gotta i gotta make money over here i'm just gonna go talk to my oil business after i say <laughs> that i'm gonna be part of you know the green party so uh, <laughs> it's just anger yeah. just, well, like I said, my face is getting red <laughs> It's going to match my hair soon. (laughs) So only one person ever wrote about uh, what they saw. And um, 
they only saw what they saw because their thinking was in line with Jefferson, you know, racist. Um, so she wrote uh, that the cabins would appear poor and uncomfortable only to people of Northern feelings. These are not good people, slavery aside. That's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Oh. So basically saying only liberals would find this uh, offensive. So I feel like this is a good place to take a break. If anybody has anything (laughs) they'd like to. Before before Lily uh, explodes. Yeah, before Lily, like, really. How are we feeling about Thomas Jefferson so far, Jason? I've always. I am absolutely fascinated by this, actually. Oh, uh, he's a brilliant architect for uh, at, at hiding so, people. Okay. Oh yeah. So absolutely. I mean, we all know the good stuff. So uh, no, I w- I want to know the rest of it. Yeah. So we're gonna take a little break. Uh, Lily's gonna go get a breath of fresh air, and uh, I actually we'll opened the window. <laughs> gonna be honest, I opened the window. <laughs> it's uh, like thirty six degrees out, and I'm like, open the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, listen to this awesome ad read by me and my beautiful voice, and uh, we'll be back. This episode of Partial Credit is brought to you by Anchor. Uh, If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. Uh, There's tools that help you record and edit your podcast. Uh, You can do it on your phone or your computer. Uh, They'll distribute your podcast for free. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. I'm going to say podcasts one more time. You can make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, And all you have to do is uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Hello, Lucas. Your voice was so beautiful. Thank you. That ad was just. Do you think so anybody great. bought any? Do you think anybody bought any anchors? I hope so. Mm. You know, I I bought myself a an anchor after you know the what happened. Otherwise, your boat the, your boat's yeah. just all over the your boat just you don't is know all where over the place. Blocks up. a canal. You know, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen. Oh, current references. Oh. Sing. Woo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, so Lily. Um, Hi, did little, I you did, did a little, little research, research for me. You took I, some pressure off of me. I and, did, uh, and uh, so I looked into Monticello too because. Am I saying it wrong? I'm saying Monticello. 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 Is it, it's Monticello. It's that is Monticello. 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 Okay. I thought you were saying. Sounds Monticello. like a cheese. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, so Jefferson actually had two homes. He had one in Paris and mm-hmm. one in Virginia. Um, and he had black help in his Paris home. And in that time, Paris did not have slave. Slavery was not in Paris. Huh, whoa. And their economy was fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept, people. Oh, okay. Parallels to today. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so... As everybody knows, Jefferson was married, but Jefferson had side ladies. Well, his wife died, and he promised never to remarry, hmm. which is a promise he kept 
He did. He did not marry. So we're going to talk about Sally Hennings. Oh, Uh, Sally. Sally Hennings was a uh, a black server in his home in Paris, Um, and he loved her. I'm there's there's like loved her in the sense of like he liked her work. Okay. Like not in the sense that like yes, not that in the sense that like he had feelings for her. Right. He was he was happy with the work that she did. Yes. Platonic. So so happy. Sounds it. That he needed to insert his penis into her a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and have and impregnate her. At what age? At what age? Was uh, Sally or would fourteen the first yeah. time he knocked her up? Fourteen. Whoa. She so, was she was young. She was very young. She didn't carry that particular child to term. No, that that actually uh, ended. <laughs> as, um, I, as I under, as I understand had, it, it's not recommended that fourteen year olds get pregnant. Uh, correct, correct. Uh, their bodies really cannot handle that. Um, mm-hmm. But. She had at least six of his children. Um, but the the one thing that really stuck out to me and how much of a shithead he was <laughs> was he convinced her that her life would be better in Virginia. So he, he convinced her to go to Monticello where she was enslaved, essentially. Where in France she would have had she a was choice. She was a free woman. She, in France, she was a free woman. She, she was not, but she went to Virginia and was enslaved. He later freed her and two of her children. Two of the six children. Just two of them. Just two. Yep. Okay. He liked to play favorites. He did. Really? He, oh, yeah. Oh, that will be very, very uh, uh, yes. Present in uh, the portion coming up here, and and what once really he's done with her aneurysm. Yes, uh, <laughs> one thing that just it pisses me off is he wrote the Declaration of Independence: "All men are created equal." So he didn't give a fuck about her. Yeah, she was a woman. So. She yeah, yeah, more was, hypocrisy. She she was she was meant to bear. Ch- so the fact that she was enslaved as soon as she hit U.S. soil didn't, like, I don't think it was a thought in his mind. <laughs> 4%. Come on. Yeah. You got to keep those uh, dollar dollar bills. Yeah. And uh, so, but she, wa- she was one, one that was freed before, like, he freed all of them. Um. <sighs> It, 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 he's just a, a hypocrite and yes you should look more into her she, she was it was it, it's a it's a heartbreaking story yes and I, 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 I can't go i can't go too much into it <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> i'm just gonna get strawberry red and well so let's take this opportunity to talk about uh what a excellent businessman mr jefferson was um, and talk about his nails in his nailery. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the very nails that held Monticello together. Nails of iron. So, the young black boys of Mulberry Row, aged between 10 and 12. Some reports say up to like 14 or 16. I'm sticking with 10 or 12 because... They were young. They were they not. They were young. Mm-hmm. 
were the nail makers for Jefferson. Uh, the sale of nails directly paid for the groceries at Monticello. Uh, when Jefferson moved his production of tobacco over to wheat, he needed less workers in the fields. Uh, when you're when you're working tobacco, there's these little bugs, and you've got to like literally go through the tobacco plants and mm -hmm. squish them constantly. And children were perfect for that because they were right down low to the tobacco plants, which really don't get more than a couple feet high. They also um, have tiny little hands. Now he had moved over production to wheat, which required less workers and was more profitable. Uh, he had to find something for these boys to do. Because oh, why free them? You know, why, why free them when, you know, you can make 4% on them? Yep. I wonder if 4% is just an average. Like, did he have years where it was like 10% oh, and years there, where it that's was That's an average. I think that's an average. That, okay. that, that number probably ranged. So uh, boys between 10 and 16, this is another report, were moved to the nail factory starting in 1794 and Jefferson personally oversaw operations for three years. Uh, he wrote, uh, the nailery particularly suited me because it would employ a parcel of boys who would otherwise be idle. Uh, boys who did well were rewarded with extra food. Those who did poorly were whipped personally by Jefferson, future president Thomas Jefferson. But even then, look at the semantics there, though, where he said he's employing them. Yep. What is... Like, what so, is, I mean, I don't know if that's just part of his mental gymnastics, you know. Well, and he rewarded his favorite workers with nice clothes, better mm -hmm. food. The, the less work you did, the less rewarded you got. Right. So, so again, just more maybe, you know, because he, he understood morally that slavery was wrong. Yep. And we see that in his writings, but he still kept slaves i think it was uh, his rationalization he was yeah. like okay so if i they're doing their work if i give them more food and more clothing that mm -hmm. is payment yeah, I, so. there were air quotes people uh, of course <laughs> uh, yeah um and that was his rationalization he's like slavery is wrong but it's not slavery if i give them a reward if they're doing a good job well, and, and he just like didn't he like took a the blind eye yeah. yeah. uh -huh. to when he had to whip them. So, um, and the interesting thing about Jefferson's nailery uh, is the only competi competition he had in nail making was the state penitentiary. <laughs> so we just have a moment of silence for the prison system, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think that says a lot. I, yeah. I really think that just says a lot that it was on the, the same level as a prison system yeah. back back in that time, which the prisons probably were horrific. Um, like this, they are well, now. this is also at the beginning of for-profit prisons. They had the prisoners, they, the prisoners were Profit. Economic or, yep. competition for Jefferson's slave run business. Yeah. Business air quotes. So I just, I don't know. That seemed interesting to me. It's disgusting. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, everything about what you just said is really gross. Like, honestly, <laughs> I have this like urge to throw up right now. I'm just oh, like, Oh, that's good just... podcasting if people are nauseous. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh. 
I, and really, so this and this is, is uh, this is one of the people people look up to, and we put him in such a limelight in schools. We're like, mm-hmm. Jefferson, oh my gosh, one of the founding fathers, he wrote the Declaration of Independence, woo! No one talks about this other stuff. Like all- I, I will say that like Monticello itself is coming around and acknowledging a lot of this. Um, yes. But again, our education system and the reason we started this show, Lily, is because, because this is the stuff that nobody teaches you. Exactly. This is the stuff that America doesn't want you to see. Yeah. So, the nitty gritty, dirty, gross, fucked slave. up, slave. Motherfucker. Ugh. Yeah. I'm, I am here I'm for like, it. there are no words for the anger that I am ex- f- feeling right now because. Well, this, while writing this, and I know this doesn't, it's not long. It's, it, it, it doesn't take a long time to get to this point, but this is where I, 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 I was just exhausted from writing this and having to read these things over and over and I couldn't do it. I try to wake up and write first thing in the morning um, and I've got like an hour of quiet and to start my day with this information was killing me. It, it took me a while. So you gave me my assignment and it took me a while to actually like get into this because I knew it was going to be heartbreaking and just disgusting to get into this. But it was something I, I wrestled with. I was like, no, people need to know this. Like people need to know that like we're built on the like basis of backs and blood and sweat and death of human humans. Yes. And our economy was based on this. And it's just <sighs> disgusting. Isn't this a comedy podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, at this moment. We talk about the real shit. He is a two-term president. He's on the $2 bill. He's celebrated for stabilizing the U.S. economy, the Louisiana Purchase, and as mentioned earlier, drafting the Declaration of Independence. And I had to stop because I couldn't take anymore no so and i i do not believe that we should teach about him teach I, what we've been teaching or, or acknowledge yeah, his what, existence what, at all i think oh god i don't think we should uh, acknowledge like andrew jackson's existence because he was a horrific person i, I think do, we need yeah. to teach people about rosa parks and tubman and uh, and the people who I understand where you're coming <laughs> from, Lily, but we've talked about this before. We the, 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 the changes in Germany as they acknowledge Nazi Germany and they put it in their basic education. I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about him necessarily. I don't think we should spend as much time on them. We should be like, yep, they existed. This is what they did. This is the shitty stuff they did. Yeah. These are the people who built America. The actual people who built America, not not the founding fathers, you know. <laughs> Jason, you look like you have a thought in your giant yes. egghead. Well, no, actually, so she almost <laughs> lost me for a moment, but then when you pulled back a little bit, I'm I'm with you, Lily. Like, you know, we we need to teach the good with the bad. And the problem is all we get is the good and 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 your frustration with that is just palpable. I you know, so I understand you know uh you know just having a little outburst where fuck them we don't want to 
talk about them at yeah. all. Like let's talk about, you know, the people that really should matter. And, and I think all of that is important as well. But no, I mean, it's obviously an important part of our history, but if, you know, as Lucas mentioned with Germany, like we've got to, we've got to study all aspects though of our history as well. So that we don't continually make the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 it it feels like now there you know in in this age where information is more readily available, uh, now we have better access to this information now, and we can all educate ourselves and and, and hopefully help educate each other, uh, which I know is kind of a, a goal to some degree, at least when you're talking about like, you know uh, politics and, and history uh, on your podcast. So um, you know I I think I think you know the the, the good stuff's important too obviously, yeah. you know, and, and just the history of, of the Constitution, the Revolution, and, and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, I mean, these were very, these were, at best, very flawed individuals, our founding fathers. Um, they were bad people, uh, you know, despite all the good that they did. And, and there needs to be a heavy focus on that as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, um, you know, let's, uh, it just, I guess, and that's a point that, that a lot of people on the other side of the thinking of this is that we're trying to erase history, and it's not the case. By tearing no. down a statue of Christopher Columbus or Thomas Jefferson or something like that, no, it's, it's not, not an intention erase to erase it. history. It's to stop glorifying villains. Correct. And, yes. Uh, that is uh, correct. You know, if we're <laughs> to look at this like a, like a story, they're the villains. They're the bad guys. Um, and you got it. The only way you're going to beat the bad guy is if you know everything about him. So I, sorry, I was, I was reading something that I didn't see before and it says uh -oh. Thomas Jefferson did not free Sally Henning. She was permitted to leave Monticello by his daughter, Martha Jefferson Randolph, not long after Jefferson's death in 1826 when he went to live um, when and went to live with her sons, Madison and Eston, in Charlottesville. So he freed Madison and Eston, her children, but did not free her. This is going to seriously affect your grade today, Lily. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. This information is all over the place. Like trying to find a reliable source for this, it was uh, the Smithsonian was a great so yes, source. Yes, the Smithsonian um, is great. But there was not a lot of written record about her. It was, she was very much it's in, almost like people in didn't a bubble want you to for a while. Exists. Exactly. Mm. They didn't want to know anything. Like, and, and she didn't exist for a while. They were like, nope, 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 nope. So, so finding all of the information on her was, was a little I'd like to do more. Like, I'd like to do more uh, on her and see if we can yeah, find more stuff. I mean... It, it's she's just yeah it was a victim of history hey yes so let's go to the fun part of the show uh. the quiz <laughs> i've got a piece of paper here jason written on one side lily written on the other side i've got another piece of paper with four questions for y'all we've been talking to a texan a lot lately so i'm gonna go ahead and say y'all i feel like i've been adopted um so our quiz today, four questions. Is everybody ready to go? I think so. Questions you want to get out of the way before we start this? Mm. Silence. This is my favorite part of every episode. Um, so the quiz. <laughs> I, I have so many questions, but uh, 
no, the, uh, obviously you have uh, some time restraints. So uh, what do you got? All right. Name the first state to abolish slavery. Vermont. Massachusetts and Vermont. Vermont was first. Jason gets the point. Lily overgeneralized July 2nd, 1777. So coming up, we should, we should celebrate that. July 2nd, 1777. I'm putting a little point here for Jason. Lily, you suck. I um, because I fucking hate all of them. You're pushing this information out of your brain. I am. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pushing it out of my brain. It's just... It's a lot of process. If I think about it too much... I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so continue with the quiz. Okay. I'm gonna have uh, to like go on a long walk after this. <laughs> what percent profit was Jefferson making off of human assets? Four. Four. Four percent. Point to both of you because Lily forgot that this is an audio medium. And I did. Held up her and fingers. I <laughs> well, I, okay, no. I've been known to cut you off during your question. That's true. So I actually don't think I covered, I got so fired up. I don't think I covered the information for my next question. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Ruh -ruh. Um. So I'm just going to ask the question and everybody guesses. Okay. I like how, it. Let's... How many years did Jefferson personally oversee the child labor in his nailery? Oh, um... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely didn't cover this. I apologize. No. This is bad hosting. Bad teaching. Um. That glare. All right. I mean, I'm I'm gonna. I can take a guess. I can take yeah, a stab guess, at guess. it. That's what, yeah. Um, How long do you think he beat little boys? Twenty years. I was gonna say twelve. Three. Three. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's on me, guys. Uh, so, point to both of you. Right. But it, it also says a lot that both Jason, Jason and I, like, just were, like 12 and 20, like, we're like, this <laughs> was man was a shithead a for a long oh. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He must have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Our final question. And then we're going to talk about what we learned today. Uh, what was the collection of slaves' quarters called? Uh, Mulberry Row. Yeah. Boom. Mr. The Jason the Stanley. Yeah. All right. So that gives Jason 100% today. Like 75%. 50, Lily. You can't even do math. Look at this. I don't know how many questions there were. There was four. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, the least important part of the show, the quiz. Everybody, the best what did we learn today? Who wants to go first? Uh, Jason? Sure. I was going to say, uh, actually, I am really interested in learning more about uh, Sally Hennings. Actually, I was not familiar with that part of I, his history. I honestly think that I want to do a separate episode on her. Uh, yeah, it's I, probably going to be a be shorter one, um, but yeah. I'm going to try and dig up quite a lot. I, I figure there is, I mean, S Sally Hennings is obviously um, the one that popped up in everything that we researched. But there's got to be more than one Sally Hennings as well. Uh, it's um, he yeah. didn't just there wasn't just child. her. There wasn't just her, uh, and there wasn't just her six children. Mm -hmm. um, I I definitely think there were more Sally Hennings 
uh, so Lily, you're currently researching, I believe, six episodes. You're going to go ahead and add this to uh, to the list. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, it, it, you know <laughs> what? I don't care. I don't care how many episodes I have to do in order to get people's stories to be heard. <laughs> Good for you. That's why. That's why you're part of the show, Jason. Um, and, and, I, Jason, I love talking politics with you when we discuss things, and and and, and just the yeah. volume of memes that you send to me is always greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, um, your Facebook like, just makes my day. It does. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm very like, happy to hear that. That's funny. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, so I I am the uh, resident meme lord in another Facebook community that I'm in. Actually, oh, you, uh, you're a meme lord. Am I supposed yeah, so to? Yeah, so I have so been curtsy? dubbed. I have so been dubbed. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, that's, that's the goal. I, I, if, uh, you know, if it makes me laugh, if it speaks to me in some way, or, you know, in some cases, you know, it's just shows of solidarity. Um, you know, if, it, if it gets, elicits a reaction out of me and I think other people enjoy it, I'll, I'll put yeah. it up on social media, you know, it's, it's just meant to be fun. And, and... so, but what did you learn today? Meme so, Lord. Oh, Sally... Meme Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so aside from Sally Hennings, uh, I am really, uh, I don't know if equal parts fascinated and disgusted, but uh, uh, just, I was shocked at the uh, the fact that he, he calculated his profit off the birth of, of people. Like, I just, it's, I'm, I'm still actually processing that one myself. Um, like I just, I can't, I can't put myself in a place where you. Where, where, never yeah, been a where, thought in my head. Is yeah, like how you know, much... I just. Oh my god! And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I, I'm gonna be marinating on that one uh, even after we're uh, done here. When um, I when I read that letter from Jefferson to George yeah. Washington, I immediately thought of Jeff Bezos. Oh my um, god! Well, actually, so. actually, that's uh, <laughs> that's been quite a big topic that I have been exchanging with one of our fellow podcast people is, oh, is the uh, Amazon. Um, yeah. So, oh, so Will over yeah. at Undone, our, yeah. uh, our unofficial sister podcast, I yeah. guess we, we're, <laughs> we became fast friends with Will. Yes. Um, and, and him and I have been talking about that for, for quite a while. Um, and it's just disgusting. It's absolutely. They, they, they figure out how much money they can make off yeah. of humans and go, go for it in gusto. And, I apologize. Yeah. For that. Um, it's just, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting because we're doing that again. We've, yep. we've still been doing that. That's never been something that stopped is the calculation of how much a, a person's time and energy is worth. No, uh, Lily, can I correct you? Uh, without yes. How much a person is worth? Yes. <laughs> I, I just, you know. Yeah, human too. assets human assets i just i can't get over it huh. um I, this might be our most depressing episode yet what do you think <laughs> yeah yeah so um i mean we're I still doing it we're oh. s we use child labor overseas oh absolutely and that's a form of slavery you might pay them a, la a wage but it's disgusting it's, yeah, it's barely so anything well i mean really we're all indentured servants unless you're an owner of capital yourself I mean, if you think about it, you can't survive without an income in this society. 
Yeah, so there's a reason in my notes here that I have written down the words, I don't know how I'm going to make jokes about this. You can't. <laughs> because I couldn't. You know, I, can't. I, this is not something that is really something you can make a joke about because it's disgusting. It's gross. Uh, I it the calculation of you're right, Jason. Like that's gonna stick with me. The like four percent is going to be ingrained mm -hmm. in my brain, yeah. and the fact that he used Hillary was competing with a prison for yeah. profit. Or yeah. profit. Oh, oh, There's yeah. a lot of uh, direct correlation to uh, current events, modern history. Oh yeah. Um, so on and so but, forth. It's. I I feel like all we're doing we've done for the last five minutes here is say it's gross. Yeah. It, well, it's good. Let's drive that point home and yeah. you know, make sure that everybody I mean, listening I, this understands like this is wrong, it's disgusting, and this is exactly how we need to be talking about it. Yep. No, this doesn't feel you know, inappropriate or gratuitous in any way. This is exactly the conversation we need to be having. Yeah. And, and I think it's good that we're having this conversation because a lot of people are, they don't know. I didn't know about the 4%. I Neither did I. know about the nailery. Until I started reading. And there's some pretty awful stories around the nailery. Yeah. I, I can imagine. You know, and, I'm going to link... I'm going to link in this episode that Smithsonian article. Yeah, the, the um, Smithsonian article was great. It I, really, it really it, draws a light on the the people and the emotion that went into that nailery and their the competition amongst the boys, the violence between them because of Jefferson's treatment of them, um, how he manipulated young boys of color to make him money to pay his grocery yeah. bill his fucking grocery bill uh -huh. uh, so I, I and the the d disgusting part is it's not just him this is this is a a dark history on all of our founding fathers it's it's, it's almost like he didn't believe all men were created equal oh fuck no like <laughs> oh fuck, fuck no i i, there you go. I am Absolutely, fuck no. That was, that was <laughs> bullshit. That was complete bullshit. Like, all men are created equal. Not only, like, sorry, hello, women. <laughs> you came out of a woman's vagina. Don't tell me all men are created equal. Like, I'm sorry, you could not stand the pain of having a child. And men... We all got the same bones. We all got bones. We all got flesh, skin, and bones. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what color. It could be purple, red, orange, blue. I don't care. I'm with you. Oh, Lily, you're my favorite person I make a podcast with. Because <laughs> I get so intense so quickly. <laughs> I've been trying to rein it in this whole episode because this is such... I, I, it's serious stuff that we need to talk about and... I will I make sure my next episode is a little fluffier for you. I don't, oh, I don't our next kind of episode want to put this is... kind of stress on your heart. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll get my inhaler and I'll just... This is like my <laughs> exercise. Um, Lily, you want to wrap us up? I, I do, because Can otherwise... <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to keep going. Um, you can find us on <laughs> social media... Uh, Instagram is at partial credit pod. 
Facebook is Partial Credit Pod. Twitter is Credit Pod. And I am on Instagram at Deadly Pineapple 13. Lucas? I can't hear you, Lucas. I knew it. I knew I muted my mic accidentally. <laughs> uh, so I'm on Instagram at Sacred Plato. Um, and uh, did we do the Gmail, the email? I wasn't listening. Oh, I did not. Uh, I was if obsessing you over send muting us myself. <laughs> an email, we are partial.credit.pod at gmail.com. And Jason, thank you for your time. Oh, You're, thanks uh, for having me on. It's mostly, it's mostly just, I don't care what you think. I just like the way your voice sounds. Oh, well, thank you. I, I care what you think. And <laughs> I know you have some great thoughts. And really? thank you for coming on this very heavy a episode. Absolutely. Oh, no, very, very happy to. No, I'm uh, no, happy to be a friend of the show. Uh, obviously very fond of you both. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to come on. And uh, thanks for having me. We'll, we'll yeah. have you on a fluffier episode. That's fine, too. Maybe Jason yeah. can teach us something. I, I can, I can, I can deal with Hetty. Hetty is okay for me. Yeah. I, it's part of life. Absolutely. I, I have a strong psyche, so I handle it better than most. I don't. That's true. Lily doesn't. Well, I don't. I, just, I show everything. I show everything. Yeah. No, actually, I like this side of you, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, I, like, I, like seeing that, I like seeing that fire and that passion in people yeah. and, and I, I, uh, I hope to inspire you know in whatever small way I can uh, more of that in others uh, my guiding principles are always rooted in humanitarianism and humanism so uh, you know this everything we're talking about definitely speaks to me on a very deep level so I imagine that makes you a, a good father uh, so, I, that I, I, I hope <laughs> I, I like to believe I've done okay. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's natural as a parent to uh, just sometimes feel like a failure. Uh, but, you know, when you get uh, feedback from other, from other adults in particular uh, that your child interacts with, and, and they just have glowing things to say about your, your child, let me tell you. Um, can, can I ask you a question, though? Yes, sir. Sure. Have you figured out what sort of profit she makes you? <laughs> uh, profit? <laughs> Oh, that, that's a uh, that, that's a negative number, for my friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, you, if, if uh, somehow he managed who... it, somehow he was like, "I can't oh, make yeah. a joke out of this." You oh, managed yeah, no. to. Yeah, I managed. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, you, no, you uh, no. We're, we're definitely running in the red on that one, but uh, it, it's it's uh, it's absolutely worth it. You know, I, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but. Uh, you know, parenthood has been the most difficult and most rewarding thing I have ever done in my life. Well, good uh, for you. I, I don't have the, I don't have the, um, uh... It's, it's definitely, it's not for everybody. Uh, she graduates in uh, this June, actually. She's up far in the fall, so super exciting time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're we're all looking forward to that. And, well, uh, tell her to fuck the patriarchy and fuck capitalism. Absolutely. Oh, believe me, <laughs> believe me, uh, she gets sick of hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I, I, you're, I'm sure I, she's. <laughs> yeah, so, you know how so many kids like rebel against what their parents do. I feel I've, I'm worried that Jason is producing the next Ted Cruz. No, I have a friend that's worried about that. She's like very like she's a bisexual like cool. She's like I'm afraid to have a child because what if he's a Republican? Like, I'm like that's amazing. Oh Jesus! Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna have to have some discussions on whether that stays in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in there. Keep it in there. I don't care anymore.
All right, final question for everybody. Have you accepted partial credit as your podcast and savior? I have. I'm all in. Begrudgingly, she answers that. He's all I'm in. All in Lucas. We're told it's a cult, but it's not, I swear. Not yet. <laughs> Only when we make the t-shirts will it become a cult. Ooh. Yeah, well, when we make the t-shirts. All right. Goodbye, beautiful humans. Thank you. This episode of Partial Credit was written, produced, recorded, edited, molded from clay like so many golems by me, Lucas Daniels. As always, I was joined by Lily Tenek, and our special guest today was Jason Stanley. An absolute pleasure to talk to, by the way. Music is brought to you by Brian Action Jackson. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. It really does. And send us a note. Send us a message. Partial.credit.pod at gmail.com. See, Lily, I do know it.